Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We tend to hold on to things long past their expiration date. No one wants to let go of someone or something that they love. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that this world is not our home. Soon and very soon, it will be time to let it go. Instead of holding on to it, let's look ahead to the place that Christ has prepared for us. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 9th, 2022. Death brings grief. And I know that many of us know a thing or two about grief and sorrow at the death of a loved one. We still grieve, even though we don't grieve as those without hope. But have you ever thought about it as a grieving of death to your life in this world? How about grieving the death of a nation? Grieving the death of a lifestyle. Grieving the death of, and I'll let you fill in the blank, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, you'll have no shortage of (laughs) things to fill in those blanks. This last week, I, I know I am probably very morose, but if I try to not be, it will be manufactured. It won't be genuine. I, I just, I'm, I'm grieving. I really am. I mean, it's over. The world is dying. The world is passing away. And it is a process of grieving. You know, when our daughter Noel died, we knew that she was dying. And we had to come to terms with that. And it was a process of grieving. And really the hardest thing was just letting her go. And that's usually the hardest thing when it comes to grief, isn't it? Letting them go. Many years ago on the mainland, I, dear friends of mine, he came to Christ and um, I had the privilege of being a part of his life and he was part of my Bible study that I was teaching at the time in the business community and and he ended up getting cancer and and uh, going home to be with the Lord, but not before his wife came to Christ and the way it happened was so powerful. So we had been praying for her salvation for years. And she was a 
pretty staunch Mormon and, you know, just kind of closed off to the gospel. And she was very supportive of Cecil and his love for the Lord. And so here he is. He's not lucid at the time. He's kind of in and out. You know how that is towards the end. And for those of you that have been at the bedside of a someone who's dying, and you know, they're kind of in and out of consciousness. And so we're sitting there, and I just have this strong sense from the Holy Spirit that he wouldn't go home to be with the Lord until he knew that she had come to the Lord. And that sense was followed up by this still small voice of the Holy Spirit. You know how that is. You can't get away from it. It was like the Lord saying, you need to share that with her. It's like, no. (laughs) So I did. I just said, you know what? I said, I don't think he has permission to go to be with the Lord yet until you come to a saving knowledge, a true saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And she just broke down, and she wept, and she poured her heart out and gave her life to Christ. Instantly he was lucid. Up to that point he was not lucid at all. And then we prayed, and he said, yes, and he died right then. I mean, I just was so blown away. He, he wouldn't go until she came to him. <laughs> he would not go to be with him. What's my point? I have a point actually, believe it or not. I know it's shocking sometimes, but it takes me a while to get there. I like to take you on the scenic route, you know. <laughs> Here's my point. Sometimes we, we won't let go because we're still holding on. And that's the only thing to me that makes any sense at all as to why it is that people don't want that trumpet to sound and Jesus to come, because they're still holding on. Let go. Let go. I mean, if you don't hear anything that I'm saying today, please hear this. Jesus is coming (laughs) sooner than any of us think. Just let this world go so we can go. (laughs) One last thing. I haven't said one last thing yet, right? (laughs) And please hear me on this too. I think about what Peter says, you know, we know prophecy is of man's interpretation. You know, we're not believing in these cunningly devised fables. No, these are, there is forensic evidence. There is factual proof. And the preponderance of evidence 
biblically and prophetically proves beyond any reasonable doubt that Jesus is coming. And this is our only hope. And I just want to say to anyone who is still holding out hope in this world, I, I say this as lovingly as I possibly can. You are in for a rude awakening. I'm, I'm sorry to use that word. It's, that word's been hijacked. Arabs shouldn't use hijacked either, but there's another word too. But for lack of a better one, you're in for a surprise if you're still holding out hope that life is going to return to any semblance of normalcy. It is not. It is not. This is how it ends. And this is when it ends. And if you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, this ends in the rapture. And if you are not, this ends in the seven-year tribulation, which is unspeakable horror for the last seven years of human history before the second coming. That's how this ends. And this is when this ends. And please check me. And don't take my word for it. You be a Berean. And you search the scriptures. And you see if what I've shared with you today is true or not. This is the truth. The world is dying. It's just a matter of time. Life support? Well, one more. Maybe this is the Holy Spirit. Before my parents died, I sensed from the Lord that I was to put together a, a living trust and physician's directives. They were not well at all, and the firstborn son traditionally in my culture, is always the one to take care of the parents in their old age, which I did. God blessed it. I'm sorry I'm so weepy today. <laughs> my mom was in the hospital, and she was in a coma, and I got a call from the doctor, and the doctor was basically saying, hey, it's just really a matter of time now. And uh, I said, well, we have physician's directives, and I said, I'll be right in, and I, I brought in the, you know, directives, and because I had that discussion as difficult as it was with both my mother and my father. Okay, so what, what do you want me to do? And both of them said, you do not, we, we just want to <laughs> go, and so let us go. I was like, no, I don't want to let you go. <laughs> So we had the directives, and I met with the doctor, and she said to me these words, because I was really having a hard time carrying out the directives. And she said to me, you're not going to have to pull the plug. That decision is going to be made for you instead of you. And she was right. And my mom, I'm there by her side, and... I'm holding her hand, and the line went, you know, straight, flat-lined, 
And she opened up her eyes and she lifted up her hands and was ushered into the presence of the Lord. And I didn't have to do it. I did have to let her go though. That's where we're at, my friends. We have to let this world go. We have to let it go. I was thinking about this, that we've been doing these prophecy updates for, oh my, uh, 16, 17 years now, I think. And I have to confess, I didn't ever imagine that I would be standing before you today, as is my privilege, to every week and be talking to you as seriously and urgently as I am today. I mean, that's how close we are. But this is why we do these updates, and this is why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And this is also why we do the ABCs of salvation, which is a simple explanation of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned and that you need the Savior. Because <laughs> if you don't acknowledge that you're a sinner, then you're not really interested in the Savior. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. <laughs> And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. Every single one of us was born a sinner, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said. Romans 6.23 starts off with the bad news first, which is that the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. But, and here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the B, which is really central in the ABCs, is actually as simple as B. <laughs> believe. Just believe. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And it's important to understand that Jesus had to be resurrected to defeat death because the penalty for sin is death. So if he's going to pay in full for sin, he has to go to his death and resurrection in order to complete that payment. And the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10, 13, lastly, seals the deal. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, will be saved. 
I wanted to save a little bit of time here for today's but God testimony, which is an absolute miracle. And I've been really looking forward to sharing this with you. It comes from Jamie in Nebraska, who writes, Hi JD, I really enjoy watching your weekly messages and prophecy updates. Thank you for your ABCs of salvation. The way you explain it is so simple and easy to understand, and I'm someone who needs it simple. (laughs) I was watching your message, When God Gets My Attention, and it really resonated with me, and I wanted to share my story with you. I was raised in a Christian church, but as I entered high school, I grew further and further from my faith. I hung around the wrong crowd and began partying, which led to many hurts and shame with myself. I became very depressed, and the more depressed I got, the more I turned to alcohol to cope. As I look back at that time in my life, I can see now that God had never left my side and was there comforting me, even though I thought He had abandoned me. In January of 2012, when I was a senior in high school, I was working in a restaurant when I heard the voice of God clearly in my head telling me to turn away from drinking. It was so clear that it bothered me for a week. During that time, I did not drink at all. A week went by, and I started questioning the voice. Was it really God? I'm sure it was just my imagination. Maybe nothing will happen if I drink one more time. Well, I decided to drink that next Saturday night, driving around with friends, and we ended up in a car accident. The driver lost control, and I remember the impact of hitting a tree, and the next thing I knew I was trapped underneath the car as my friends were out of the vehicle looking for me. I called them over and told them to help get me out. They pulled me out, and as they shined their phone lights on me, I saw what was left of my right forearm, which everything was severed except for the bone. I had severed an artery, and I was bleeding to death. One friend immediately started running to get cell reception to make a 911 call as we were out in the middle of nowhere. One friend took their shirt off and tied a tourniquet and held my arm up. I could feel myself dying, and I was scared. I told them to tell my parents I was sorry and love them. And then I did the only thing I felt could help me in that moment. I turned to God. I shouted at the sky, pleading with God to save my life. Well, everything had to work out just perfectly because I got a ride to the emergency room and was saved. The doctor didn't understand how I survived because I should have bled out within minutes with my injury, but it was well over 30 minutes before I even got to the ER. When they went back in the morning, they discovered that I had landed in a pothole exactly my size that prevented me from being crushed by the car. When I look back at it, God's hand was in the whole thing, protecting me from death. It was a long recovery, and I wish I could say that after that I completely turned back to God, but I became angry for seven long and painful years. But God used that time to shake me up, as you put it in your message, and 
I'm so glad He did, because the path I was going down was leading me to eternal death. I am a follower of Him now, married with three beautiful little boys, who I get the privilege of raising to know Him. He is such a good God, and I am thankful that He saves those that call upon His name. I love Him so much. I am so thankful for your messages and hope to see you in heaven one day. We'll take you up on that. God bless you, Jamie from Nebraska. Praise the Lord. Why don't you stand? I hope that is an encouragement to you. I know many of you have been on the receiving end of an absolute miracle, irrefutable, undisputable, unmistakable, where God did it in such a way that you knew it had to be Him because there was no other way. And maybe you're here today and you need a miracle. I want to encourage you that God is still in the miracle business. <laughs> he still does miracles. Can't wait to share with you one that took place just this last week. Oh, many miracles. Oh, if you could just read my inbox. Actually, I don't know if you should do that, but <laughs> if you could, you would be so encouraged by all the testimonies that come in, the miracles, just the goodness of God. One last thing, and then we'll pray, and I appreciate your patience. I don't know how else to uh, say this, but if you've never called upon the name of the Lord and put your faith in Him, believed in Him. <laughs> or maybe like the testimony we just read, you're kind of distant from the Lord and not walking with the Lord. And, but God is faithful, God is gentle, and God is patient with you. He's never left you or forsaken you. He'll never do that. He'll never abandon you. But He's been trying to get your attention throughout all of this. Does He have your attention now? If He does, please don't blow Him off or shine Him on. <laughs> Heed that voice as He speaks into your life, because today is the day of salvation. Do not delay any longer the most important decision of your life for eternal life, because when He comes, and He's coming, and that trumpet sounds, we're out of here, and we're going to be up there with Him. And I want to take you with me. Do you want to go? All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you. Lord, I did my best, so now the Holy Spirit needs to do the rest. Will you take it from here now and take these things that you put on my heart to speak and share, and now take it to the next level. In the hearts of us, your people, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.